Hello and welcome. My name is Rebecca Kesselberg, host of the Inspiring Your Shine podcast. If you have never met me, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Today is day three of our challenge every month in the Social Selling Success Society on Facebook. We do a challenge and this month the challenge is all about stopping self-sabotage. So we're in day three of that and what we're going to be talking about today is how to stop procrastinating and get into action. I think that you could learn a lot here today. What we're talking about is overcoming ourselves. Because what I have learned after seeking a successful life for the past, I mean, I for sure have always been ambitious, but at 23 years old, I became an entrepreneur and I have been trying to overcome myself every single day since I was 23 years old. So it's been a long journey. I've learned so much along the way. And now I get to bring the wisdoms and the experience that I've learned to help you to become your best self, help you to realize your dreams. What we are going to be talking about is how to stop procrastinating. So like I said, we're on day three. If you have not yet printed out your workbook, it has all the days on it. And I suggest that you print out the workbook, even if you weren't going to be watching all of these and you can always listen to the audio and go on the worksheets but for sure print out those worksheets or get the online fillable one because it has very valuable information for you to be able to apply this information information is nothing if we do not take action on it so I try to make things very actionable for you so that you can make a change in your life that is going to lead you closer to your dreams so as we're getting started here I at the very top of this training I've been trying to put a scripture that's like an anchoring scripture for each day so that we can remember that Yes, there's a lot of work that we need to do, but ultimately it's our connection to God and it's God's plan in and through us that is what we're activating. So let's always remember that. So the scripture that I picked for this is, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful later on. However, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Hebrews 12, 11. And so what I want to suggest to you is that so much of what it takes for you to live the life that you dream of, to make your desires and passions come to light in your life, to make a difference in the life of other people, it is not easy. What's easy is staying small, staying struggling even, to just be average, but I know that you are not somebody who is wanting to have an average life. I know that you want more than that. And what it is going to take is it will feel a little painful because there's like growing pains. As we start, try to stretch and grow beyond who we are today, It there are discomforts, there are pains. We're gonna be talking about that. So I want you to acknowledge that, that it's going to take self-discipline. It's going to take giving up things, but, it, when you have everything in alignment, it doesn't feel so painful when you're focused on the heavenly prize and the reason why you're doing what you're doing is hopefully for a bigger purpose and to serve other people. And I hope that your heart is wanting to serve other people because that is what I believe you're here for. So as we get started, the first thing that I wanted to talk about is the five ways to overcome yourself today. 
So five ways that I have learned, and these are like techniques, so I'll talk a little bit about them, and then we're going to be going into some tips and tricks, like a list of tips and tricks for you. And so certainly you can take extra notes because this is all stuff and principles that I know, so I'm just using like a basic outline that I've put on there for you to remember and trigger you, but a lot of what I'm gonna say is not in the notes because I just can't put everything. So when we're looking at the five ways to overcome yourself today, the first one is that I want you to start being the heroine in all of the stories that you tell yourself and in your life in general. And the way this comes up is yesterday we talked about, or actually the first day, when we identified our sabotaging habits, when we identified our sabotaging habits, one of those had to do with negativity. And that's all those negative thoughts, either negative thoughts towards yourself or maybe toward others. But what I want to talk to you about is the stories that we play in our head when we're imagining out things, when instead of taking action, we're just thinking, right? Often we, our mind just starts going. And what happens is we begin to envision something very negative happening. So maybe it's something that you need to do and instead of getting right to it and taking action, you begin to let your mind wander and all of these fears and doubts and disbeliefs begin to come up. You begin to play this story or in your imagination, you can tend to make yourself imagine yourself failing. And more often that is what we, particularly as women do, rather than playing out a story that is you winning, you thriving, the abundance of what is possible for you. And so most of us don't have enough belief. And so the beliefs that are coming out when we're imagining are very negative and very defeating. And so I want to give you permission to become your own heroine that in every time you're imagining things, imagining yourself winning, imagining yourself having breakthrough, imagining yourself making a difference in the lives of others, just being such a heroine in your own imagination. And then it also comes into play in when you are feeling discouragement. There is something called the self-coaching model from a lady named Brooke Castillo, and she talks a lot about learning how to coach yourself, where you don't need another person there to encourage you. You learn how to encourage and correct your own behavior. And so when it comes to being the heroine for yourself, I want you to become your own biggest cheerleader. When you begin to feel fear, doubts, you're walking into something unknown, you haven't done something enough, and so it feels really uncomfortable, I want you to learn how to encourage yourself through it. I want you to give yourself grace and tell yourself, oh, it's okay that you messed up. You can do it better next time. I want you to encourage yourself when you're walking into new situations around new people and you're feeling awkward and uncomfortable. I want you to be like, it's okay. Everyone's going to like me. This is going to be great. And I want you to start getting this voice for yourself that you can encourage and be the cheerleader and the heroine for yourself as well. Very important stuff. So the next way that I want you to help overcome yourself is I want you to recognize that you need to create an environment to thrive. It's your responsibility to create an environment that you need to 
have success. No one else can create the right environment for you. Only you can create the right environment. And you have 100% control over the environment that you're growing in. So yesterday, the day before, maybe the very first day, I talked about that you are a seed of potential. You are growing and, and like your job is to grow and become what God has created you to be so that you can give the fruit of who you are to the world. Now, unfortunately, everything is set up to come against you naturally. Natural order is chaos. So you have to start being intentional to create the environment that you need in order to thrive. Now, we will be walking you through that on your homework, I'm asking you some questions and I want you to be able to go into that more. But the environment really has so much to do with, you know, your mental environment, your physical environment and the atmosphere around you. What is going on around you that you need to control in order for you to thrive? And so let's just talk about when it comes to environment one of the physical things is what is disorganized or messy around you that's sucking your energy that you need to get a hold of? What are the things that you need to let go of or detach yourself from that are sucking all your time in, in your atmosphere? Who are the people that are negative that you need to start limiting yourself with? So basically what you need to start doing is assessing the things that you feel like are taking away from you and are not adding to you and contributing to where you want to go. And it's your job to start to make decisions and create boundaries around those things. So I'll be talking with you even about something called the tiger time where you will gain control of the time that you need to do the things that are really going to move you forward. And you're going to put really heavy boundaries on those. So your environment to thrive is your responsibility and you need to start looking at what is it that I need? How can I create more time and space and emotional energy and a mental capacity for me to become who I desire to be. The next one is called the five second rule. And there is a book from Mel Robbins called the five second rule. And it's all based around this process that she kind of came up with just on a whim. I Maybe it was you know, anointed to her from God. But basically what she found is that she was hesitating to take action. And once we begin to hesitate, then our thoughts will a lot of times be negative, not being the heroine to us. And it wants to keep us safe and small and the same as it always has been. And so it, as you hesitate, all the chatter starts to go on in your brain and you're not able to move forward past that because then all of the feelings and more negativity begin to surround you and get you feeling unmotivated. So what she had came up with is that if you can get out of your subconscious mind that does 97% of the same things and thoughts the same every single day and get into the front part of your brain, the frontal lobe, the part that has control, then you can do this by counting backwards. It is, you say, five, four, three, two, one. And what she says on there is blast off. And that meant to her to get into motion, 
to just start whatever activity she was hesitating to do, whether that be something around the house, making a phone call, just getting going and getting up for the day. Because sometimes we can begin our day by procrastinating from the very first moment that that alarm goes off and hitting the snooze button. And we're setting a tone for the rest of our day to continue to hesitate and want to fight our day rather than embracing our day and really utilizing it. And it's so important for us to be able to take control over our actions and stop playing small by procrastinating, hesitating, letting fears hold you back. And I want to tell you this quick story that maybe some of you have heard before, but my mom was diagnosed with cancer and given three months to live. And she was devastated because when she was told that she only had three months to live, which thankfully she did end up living nine months, but when she was told you probably only have three months realistically to live, she felt so cheated because she felt like, and what she told me was, I just started living and now I'm dying. Because like most of us, she spent all the years raising the kids, surviving through, working multiple jobs, trying to pay the bills to get to a place where she felt happy and peaceful and doing the things that she enjoyed. And she finally starts to get there. She's finally starting to figure it out. And now her time is up. And so I feel very passionate about teaching people how to start living a life that is very intentional living a life that is serving others, that is fulfilling your purpose and you're living in your power. And so I love this tactic from Mel Robbins. Every time you have committed to doing something that you have your intentions, you have like your daily task list and you are finding yourself hesitating doing anything that you know that is important for your life to thrive, then you start doing this five, four, three, two, one, or actually do five, four, three, two, one, and then you just take action and you don't allow yourself to hesitate anymore. You get out of the habit of hesitating and procrastinating. So that's my number one tip, but there's other things that I'm going to share with you. We still have two more of the five ways to overcome yourself. The next one is you have to have 100% commitment. Many times the things that we have started on a path to try to accomplish, the reason why we never get to the end of the road, why we have so many things that were never completed, we never got to have the fruit of the accomplishment of the win uh, is because we are not 100% committed. I mean, how many times have you said, uh, that's it, I'm tired of being out of shape or of weight and I'm now going to lose 20 pounds or I'm going to run that 5K, I'm going to run that marathon and you start the training and then you don't really finish the thing. There's so many examples, I'm sure you could think of a ton, that we didn't do the thing because we weren't 100% committed. Because when you commit, 100% commit, and I made a podcast about this. You can find this podcast about how to commit. I can't remember what I called it, but it's about commitment. It's very clear. And what you need to know is that unless you're 100% in, you will not be able to keep moving forward. You have to keep 
recommitting to on a daily basis because we can't hope that our willpower or our motivation is going to take us to the life of our dreams because willpower and motivation will fade depending on our emotional state and things around us. Maybe we've lost touch with why we started in the first place. And so we have to make sure that we are staying committed and seeing it through to the end, whatever it is that we commit to. Uh, Rachel Hollis talks about stop breaking promises to yourself. And so we definitely have to stop breaking those promises to ourselves. And then the next one is that we have to be willing to pay the price that there is going to be things that you have to give up. You cannot continue to do the same exact thing and live the same exact life that you are living today and get to the life of your dreams. Things do need to shift and change. You will need to give up and letting go is very painful sometimes. It's uncomfortable. And I'm not saying, you know, letting go of all your relationships and things, but maybe it's a letting go of, an identity that you used to have of somebody you used to be that you have to let go of that in order to move on to the next level of success. Maybe it's the identity of that you have labeled yourself negatively like I am a lazy person or I'm not capable or something that you agreed with a label that was maybe given to you back in your life. And this comes into your limiting beliefs that we talked about in the very first Next Level Confidence Challenge. And so there are many things that it's becomes comfortable for us to stay the same. And in order to pay the price things will have to change. And our brain, the way that it's wired, it wants to take in data and store it after it's like gets used to, okay, this is the way that life goes. When you begin to enter new things into your life, then it will start to have fear and panic and it will start to alert you that this is not normal. And so that's why yesterday I talked about when you're entering a new habit, when you're trying to start something, instead of starting to do all the things at once, you have to learn how to fly under the radar by doing really small steps or one habit at a time so that you don't alert your survival instincts and freak your brain out so that you don't have all of the resistance that you're going to feel when you're trying to do something new. And the other thing about paying the price is that you will have to maybe invest in a little bit, maybe the right tools, maybe it's the investment of time is the price that's hard to pay. I had a revelation lately where I was not following up with sales conversations the way that I should have been because I had not established the time in my schedule to really implement anything else. And so because I had not really established that time of when I would, you know, work a mastermind group or whatever it was that I was offering, support somebody through my course, then because I wasn't doing that, I I wasn't, I, I was sabotaging myself. But what I came to the realization of is for me, it was about time. I knew that my time is so scrunched. (laughs) I fit a lot of things in my day. I have a full-time business. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a good friend. I have 
this business. I do a podcast. I am creating content for the challenges and social media posts. I have so many things that I'm already committed to that that I found that I was really hesitating to commit more of my time. So I had to be willing to pay the price of giving away some of time from another category to dedicate more to my business to continue to grow the business that I desire to have that would create the fruit of the income that I desire. And sometimes what we want at the the other end. So let's just say for me, what I would want ultimately is to be doing this all the days of my life where I am encouraging people, I'm training, I'm uplifting, and I'm mentoring people all the time from wherever I want, whenever I want, totally on my terms with total financial freedom. That would be my major end goal. And so the only way that I'm ever going to get there is to pay the price of getting more clients, expanding my audience, getting my name out there, marketing, which has been my beast, marketing. So I want you to be encouraged that I know nobody wants to ever hear that they have to go through the pain, but nothing that we would ever want is ever going to not come without some kind of pain, whether it be the great relationships that you want in your life, raising children, um, you know, that building that business. There are so many different things that we would want, even when it comes to like the first time you buy a house, there are sacrifices that you have to make. There's things that you need to do to align yourself with that dream and goal. So, We never get to go around it. We always have to go through it. We always have to pay a price. And I want you to recognize that. And I want you to get really clear on what is the price that you've been hesitant to pay. Because like I said, that was a huge revelation for me when I realized that I was just not wanting to sacrifice more time because I was really feeling like I had a good balance going and I didn't want to have to spend so much more time. But I have to if I want the price. And so do you. So hope you guys got that. Five ways to overcome yourself is to be that heroine, to start being really positive in the things that you're thinking and imagining what you're saying to yourself, how you're encouraging yourself. You have to create the right environment for you to thrive. Nobody else knows what you need in order for you to be at your best. So it's your responsibility to think about what it is you need in your physical environment, what you need mentally, what you need around you to support you to thrive. And then the five second rule, start implementing that into your life. Five, four, three, two, one, blast off. Get into action. Stop hesitating. Stop procrastinating. It's as simple as that if you just discipline yourself to do it. And then we have to start having 100% commitment. Maybe what we need to do is commit to less things so that we can truly give 100% un, um, you know, when you're double-minded so that you're not double-minded, just one focus. And that is what we're going to be talking about tomorrow is all about focus. So 100% commitment. I encourage you to listen to my podcast about commitment. There's a lot of good tips and um, will really help you with that if you struggle. And then lastly, we have to pay the price if we want the prize. All right. I already talked about that you have to have 100% control over your environment. I put it on your notes to remind you of that. And then I want you to know that 
one of the things that you'll have to do to control your environment is to get organized. And maybe that is that you need the right tools. Maybe that is that you need a system so that you can start implementing things in a systematic way so that you can do it more routinely and it won't feel as hard. When you do something enough and you're consistent at something, particularly in direct sales network marketing, if you're a social marketer, then when you're doing something over and over, it gets easier and you get more confident as you do it. So a system is what you probably need. And in some way, you need some sort of a system that you um, need to implement. Maybe the organize the organization is like a physical space of where you're working. Maybe you have a really messy desk or you haven't established an area. Maybe your house is just overwhelmingly messy and disorganized and it just like really bums you out all the time. I know that we moved into this house and we had all kinds of things in our garage and it caused a lot of fights between my husband and I because it bothered him so much and we finally got the garage cleaned up and that made such a difference. And then I started going through and doing the um, tidying up method throughout my house and getting rid of things and letting go because when you just are moving stuff from here to there all the time, that's not organizing. <laughs> and I used to think that it was, but we really do have to start learning to bless and release things that we don't really need all of those things. And I was famous for keeping things we might need at some point and you forget that you have them and you go and buy a new thing anyways. And then it's just sitting out there in your garage you know, taking up space. And by the time you find it, it's worthless anyways. So let's just start tidying up, organizing things, making your space and place and the things that you need to do organized. I had a problem too, where I didn't have like my leads organized. I didn't have who I needed to follow up with and when and where their information was organized. So I had to create some kind of a system to help keep me on track. And it can be as simple as a basket where just everything goes in there and um, you could just use a note, one notebook where you just write everything, your notes, your calendar, everything can be in one place instead of in multiple places. That can help too. Another thing that can really, well, I'll talk about it later about the idea of creating like a dream book and reviewing your goals and dreams. All right. Uh, so the next thing is, you definitely have to create a space where you can focus. And a lot of times you're not able to focus because maybe you're trying to work out in the open where there's a lot of other things going on, a lot of distractions. Maybe you're even somebody who you have this idea that you want to go to a coffee shop. But if you're anything like me, I will be, if I were to go to a coffee shop, I eavesdrop on other people's conversations. And I don't mean to do it, but I'm just a curious person by nature and I'll start listening. So if I'm gonna work in a public place, I have to put headphones on. And so what I recommend is music without lyrics that can help you to focus and help you to eliminate what's going on around you and really get to work. I've heard of a lot of people being able to just work in their car. It sounds kind of crazy, but I just heard somebody um, that I follow, she had just mentioned this and I was like, it's so true. Okay, so I have a business out of my home. It's a lot of chaos. And so I used to go to this lake and I would get myself this beautiful view and I would work on my computer for a couple of hours and get things done. And I heard this girl talk this morning that she said that 
she, once she drops the kids off and she's in the car, she just started working in the car because she knew that once she got into the house and she's just overcoming cancer and things, so there's a lot of other things, but she would get really tired. And so she knew that if she went into that house, she was going to take a nap. <laughs> I don't know. I love naps and I love to give myself permission to, to nap when I can. And so I could totally see how that would be an issue. Sometimes we just have to find a place where there's not barking dogs, screaming kids, somebody needing you, even your husband. There was one time that I was working. He just got used to me being on the phone all the time and I was on the phone actually booking something. I was on a business call and a milk jug came winging at my head. It sounds kind of mean, but it wasn't really. It was he was very frustrated because nobody ever rinsed out the milk jugs and it was like a pet peeve for him and he just always assumed it was me and it wasn't me, it was the kids. But Basically, we had to have a conversation about like, hey, I was working and that was very rude and very disruptive to me. And so it's very important for us to have a place that we can focus and even being able to communicate to the people around us what it is that we're trying to do so that they can not bother us. Um, okay. And so the next thing is, is that you have to start letting go of the things that are not serving you any longer. So many times throughout our lives, we pick up things and we take responsibility for things and we start doing things and we're doing things the same way and never really assessing whether it can be done better or different. We just keep in motion doing those same things. And a lot of times once we've committed to something, we just, it's more comfortable to just keep doing it rather than having a hard conversation to tell somebody we want to bow out or we want out of this commitment or to admit to ourselves that it's no longer serving us or recognizing that I'm spending so much time in the car driving the kids around and taking them to all their things that my life is being sucked up and I'm not being able to work on the things that I need to be working on. And so it's really important for you to really assess how you're spending your time, what commitments that you have, what's no longer serving you, and asking yourself the hard question for every single thing that you're doing, is this serving where I want to be in five years? Is this really serving my life? Do my kids really need to be in all the different things? And I know that it takes some time to do an undoing of that. And I have to tell you, I was in that situation. I had committed myself volunteering and, and helping people and doing so many different things that I had zero time in my life. And it took a while to get out of those commitments and do it right and transfer where somebody else could take over and things like that. But it was just such a relief to me. And now I look back and I'm like, that was crazy how many things I was doing. And I didn't need to be doing it. It was like I said, you get yourself committed and it's hard to to put a boundary up and, and have a hard conversation sometimes. So we just keep doing it. We keep tolerating it. So make sure that you let go of the things that are no longer serving you. The next thing is that you want to create what I call, that I learned from Amy Porterfield, a tiger time. And that means that you're going to block off time in your schedule where you are going to be focusing on the thing, the one thing that's really going to make the difference in making you go closer to your goal. So whatever that is for you, I mean, for some people, it's as simple as their goal is to lose weight or get healthier. And so it's their exercise time would be very, very important. And they're going to fiercely protect that time on their schedule. For a lot of us in business, it is a task in your business that is 
lead generation, making sales, making contacts. It has something to do with income generation. And you have to create this tiger time. And the reason why it's called tiger time is because once you put it in your calendar, you fiercely protect it. You do not let people take that time away from you. You do not let yourself schedule other things that are less important during that time. And you get in a habit of showing up for yourself and working towards your dreams weekly or hopefully a couple of times during the week. And it probably should be about a two hour slot if you can make it so because we can get a lot more done in a time where we've set aside two hours to really focus and get it done than trying to fit in bits and pieces here and there. All right, so that's your tiger time. So definitely make sure that you schedule a tiger time. And you have to know exactly what you're working on and we're gonna be talking tomorrow about how to prepare ahead of time to make sure that you're ready to work. And the next thing is, is I already said it, to stop breaking the promises to yourself, whether it be that you've made a good schedule, you've made your, what we're going to end up with tomorrow at the end is we're going to break down from a 90-day goal to monthly goals to a daily, um, a weekly with daily tasks associated to the week. So you have to stop disregarding what you've planned and you have to start, you really want to start working your plan so that you can actually move forward. And um, so ultimately that comes down to stop breaking the promises to yourself. Well, you said that your 90-day goal was this. What if we actually meet that goal this time? And then we set another 90-day goal and we meet that one too. And then eventually we're going to be making and busting through those higher dreams and goals that we have for ourselves. The next thing is there is something called an if-then plan. And what that is, is that you can assess what keeps distracting me, what keeps coming up and keeping me from doing the work that I know that I need to be doing. And what you wanna do is you want to say, okay, when this thing happens, cause it's always happening, if this thing happens, then what I'm going to do, then I'm going to create a plan to make sure that that doesn't get me off track. So let's just put it in a context of, let's just say, usually you set your alarm early to wake up to get your workout in. And normally what happens is you hit the snooze button and you go back to sleep and you just never get your workout in during the day. And it's it's something you really want, it's important to you. And so what you're gonna tell yourself is, if I've set an alarm to get up and then what I'm going to do instead of hitting snooze is I am then going to plant my feet on the floor. And that is something that I had to do. So it's a real example of something I had to do. And then I just started playing it through my mind and reminding myself that when, if this happens, if I'm feeling hesitant and I'm wanting to hit snooze, I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do instead is this. And I had a plan to replace that negative action with a positive action. So that's what an if-then plan is, is you have to know the scenario of what might possibly distract or what might keep you from doing what you said you're going to do to stop breaking those promises to yourself. Then you need to make the plan. Then this is what I'm going to do to combat that. And it's really effective, really simple, but very effective. And you will find that you'll continue to stay in the same bad habits unless you create and commit to a new positive action. 
And that's what that then plan is. All right, the next thing, and we just have about five minutes left here. The next thing is to review and reflect on your goals and dreams regularly. And so what I want you to know is that you cannot just set a goal right out. If Hopefully you will do day fours um, in lesson of creating the 90-day goal, breaking it down until you get to what you're going to be doing daily. You should definitely do that because if you don't have a plan, then you are planning to fail. That's something we talked about at the very beginning, and it's so true. But what happens is even if we go through that work to get that work done, many times we don't review what our plan is, and so we just forget. And it's easy to just let it dissipate, and it becomes a distant memory or you can't find the page where you made your plan to execute your plan. So we wanna make sure that that doesn't happen to us this time, that you're actually gonna go through, you're going to commit to doing the work to make your plan, to have your actions, have your tiger time, and start making progress on your goals. And the way that you can do this is reviewing it regularly. And when you're reviewing it regularly, let's just say that you pick a Sunday night that you're going to really start looking at your week, looking at what you're planning to do, what your intentions are, what your task list is. You know, maybe you have to adjust it because of something that's going on on a day that you had planned to do something. And then that's your time to take whatever it was on Wednesday that you now have a doctor appointment or something at the kid's school or an, a family occasion or something and now you need to move that to another day or you need to figure out how you can manage that and not just disregard it. Maybe you are going to disregard it, but you can at least make that decision by reviewing and adjusting and reflecting on, is this working? Is what my, what I've been planning to do, is it working? Is what I plan to do on Monday, is it not really working on Monday because of this, this, or that? And you can really reflect on that. You can think about it. You can ask yourself, what I plan to do, is it getting the results that I hoped? Do I need to make a switch? Do I need to try to talk to somebody about that or research more or find a different way because it doesn't seem to be yielding results. We don't need to keep doing the same things over and over. So make sure that you know what you need to be doing, reviewing it regularly, and then that you are making adjustments as necessary so that you can keep going little step by little step, overcoming yourself every single day. Now, another little thing about that, and I don't think I put it anywhere else. I want to make sure that I mention it. If, if it's a repeat, it's fine. It'll be fine. Is I heard Jasmine Starr talk about she made a dream book. And what she did was she put all kinds of visuals and kind of like you would do on a vision board and words to herself and her goals in like a journal book beside her bed. And she reviews it every single night. And you could even implement, please implement scriptures and prayers into that and just look at it for five minutes before you go to sleep. And it is like you are then activating your brain because your brain will usually latch on to the la the things you do in the last hour of your day. And those are the things that you'll dream about. And so wouldn't you love to have good dreams about you accomplishing your goals, about the places that you want to go, about the, the life that you want to have, you can direct your dreams by what you're feeding yourself before you go to bed. So that is something that I am going to commit to doing. And I might do a workshop just to make sure that I 
do it and that I can get you guys to do it because I think it's a really powerful thing that would be really easy once we create it, it would be really easy to do that and get in the habit of doing that five minutes before we went to bed every night. I think it's a fabulous idea. So we are almost done here, just three minutes left. Last tip for you. Um, the last tip is to stay committed to your goal. I already told you that there's a podcast about commitment that I have that I suggest that you listen to so that you can really get the full gist of why we fail to commit, what it is that we need to do differently. But make sure that you are reviewing things and as you are working toward it, you're staying committed, that you are willing to just make the adjustments that are necessary. If there's a time or a season in your life where something comes up, then you can make some adjust adjustments and back off a little bit, maybe not doing all the things, but still maintaining some kind of a pace toward your goals and dreams. Instead of just disregarding them and letting life overtake you, you are going to stop, you're going to start refusing to let your dreams get back on the back burner and just out there where you're not moving toward them. Even if you're moving toward them slowly, it is so much better. It will give you so much more satisfaction to be doing one tiny little thing every single day to move you forward, to inch you forward, than just putting it back there and disregarding it and pretending that it doesn't matter to you because it does. And I promise you that you have a calling in your life and you're supposed to be doing something that is stretching you and helping you grow so you can become who you need to be to serve the world like only you can. That is 100% from God, the seed that he's put inside of you from birth. And I want you to to be who you're supposed to be in this world. I want you to make the difference that when you die, when your time on earth is past, that people can point to you and there is evidence that you made a difference in the lives of other people. So thank you so much for listening. You've printed your worksheets. You're going to do your homework. And I look forward to having you back here tomorrow where we're going to be talking about how to focus and how to really focus and start making progress toward your dreams. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Be sure to get your worksheet that goes along with this series. You can find that in the show notes. Until next time, shine bright and make a difference.